The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Betting Bananas with your hosts, the ruthless L. Wagman, Ryan the Corner Man Quinn, and Dave Van Auken. There we go. All three of us is back. This has been a week's month in the making. Betting Bananas, UFC Vegas 63. My left, the cornerman, Ryan Quinn. Ryan, how you doing, my man? Fantastic. Best part of the week right here. I agree. Underneath uh, the ruthless one, L. Wagman. L. how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to have you back, Ryan. I know. L. is he kind of uh, skipping out on something right now? Is he, is he not? He's looking a little off. I, just, I thought you'd be, like, more yellow. I don't, I don't know. Oh, that was this week, huh? All right. When you don't pick Alexa Grasso, when you go against Alexa Grasso, you look like a banana. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Now oh. we're with her. Woo! I'm not going to lie. She had that, that fight had me sweating a little bit. It was, a, was, it was a really good fight. Really good fight. Incredible fight. Incredible I mean, fight. I had it going the other way, but whatever. <laughs> there not biased go. at all. No. Right, good. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, this is Ben and Bananas is where we make our best bet on the board. Uh, we do a 3-5 parlay that we uh, extreme, we hit more than we should. And then, of course, our underdog play. But before we get into it, UFC Vegas 63, Calvin Cater, Arnold out in the main event, stacked uh, underneath card. UFC 280 was just this past weekend. First thing comes to your head, Ben and Wise or not Ben Wise. Let's start with you, L. What's the, what's the uh, 280 uh, synopsis? What's two, three things that jumped at you? A, Islam, just the yeah. level. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. Like, I know yeah. Khabib has been telling everybody, you know, he's better yeah. than I am. Like, he's he's going to be the greatest of all time. And I was like, I don't know that I see that. But the way he he just walked through Charles, man, it, it was wild. I, I had Charles winning. I, it was definitely a fight where I thought anything could happen. Like, anybody could get a finish. Anyone could get a decision, have a decision. But I definitely saw... Definitely saw it being a close and competitive fight, and Islam just the dude just steamrolled him, and I, I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, agree. Okay, Ryan, how about you, man? I we talked a lot about Yan and O'Malley. Is it that, or did something else jump at you? Um. Well, two other things. Uh, well, as you said, Islam. I didn't see that happening. Honestly, I didn't think that was going to happen until three seconds before it happened. You know, like even yeah. even um in the first round, I'm like, man. Eh. He's probably throwing it away, you know, trying to take Islam in the deep waters. And then, bam, like, holy crap, he's going to finish that arm triangle. It was insane. Just the way he did it, you could just tell he's so strong. Just, like, you know, almost like that 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 elbow-to-elbow type grip. But um, he said, speaking of betting-wise, and, like, man, like, the, the TJ Dillashaw-Aldemain-Sterling fight. Man, I'm sorry. I'm, like, my lip's getting caught up in this thing. But um, just uh, – I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of angry people. I mean, there is a lot of angry people about about how things went down and like what 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 was going on before. Um, that was interesting. Uh, that was interesting. And now um, now we have a new number one contender in that weight class. It seems as you know, we spoke a lot of MMA now on Tuesday. Um, 
But overall, it was a great card. You know, it was there was a lot of good things that happened. Gamrot, Dariush, uh, there was like it, it really was a great card, um, not to be overshadowed by any of the controversy that uh, that happened. Yeah. Allow Muhammad, I thought was definitely a standout performance. Mm. One last thing I just thought of, especially asking you, El, and who you said and who you mentioned. Um, you know, in that very household, you uh, have a UFC lightweight. Is it do, when you guys watch that? Is that anything extra? Is it any like, oh shit, like this is the guy we're gonna have to mess with in two years? Is, is there anything of that nature uh, in that in that in your house? So I uh, I watched the fight with uh, Grant and Tiago Moises, and yeah, I yeah. like. It looked as nervous for that fight as like we would if we were watching somebody that like we know personally. Like I think that that like that whole just okay. Like these are the best guys in the world. Yeah. Like, they legitimately were like pacing around Moises's apartment just <laughs> before the main event. Like it's I, I yeah I I hundred percent agree. I think watching that happen in your own weight class at such a high level. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's exciting. It's nerve-wracking, everything. All right. I like that. All right. UFC Vegas 63. Like I said, Calvin Cater, Arnold Allen in the main event. Uh, very <coughs> couple cool key fights. There's some legends on the card. Andre Arlovsky still fighting. Every four months, he just keeps on getting it in, uh, keeps on cashing those checks. I love it. I respect it. But, uh, Elvis, start with you. What is your absolute best bet on the board for UFC Vegas 63? So I've seen a lot of different odds going on with the main event. I've seen Cater as, I think he, he was a, a little bit more of a heavy favorite at first. Then it looks like he's even money now. I've even seen him as an underdog. I have not seen the, the prop odds on this, but I feel like people are really counting Calvin Cater out. Um, and I, I think him by decision is, I, I saw it on a couple lines earlier this week at like plus 200-ish. I haven't seen the official prop bets now. I don't think they're released just yet on Pack 22 But um, I definitely think that's a great value bet. Um, I, this is These are two fantastic strikers. Uh, I think Calvin Cater definitely has the better boxing, more technical boxing. And I think he's a little bit more dangerous on the feet as well. I think Arnold's kicks and I think his grappling he may have a, an advantage in that department, but Cater does not get tired. He definitely has the experience factor for those uh, championship rounds in rounds four and five. Like that five round main event is no, like Cater is no stranger to those five rounds. And I, I really think there's a lot of value in him. Unbelievable. Ryan, I'm telling yeah. you, this L Wagman, she doesn't even just break down the fights amazing. She even throws in that plug of Pac-22. No one does it better than L. Definitely, if you do want to place your bets, make sure to go to Pack 22. Get with us; you get a free hundred dollar matchback deposit. Go to Pack 22. Great job, L. Good job. Uh, checks in the mail, literally. Uh, Ryan, what's your best bet on the board, my man? Man, I gotta be honest. I purposely stayed away from that fight for two reasons. A, I didn't want to talk about the main event right off the bat. There's so much to talk about here. But um, <laughs> also, I wanted to give our our audience so much. I want to give our audience more to select from. But um, I do really like uh, Cater in that fight, especially I feel like he has the best double jab in the division right now. Like He just knows how to use it to keep length, to cover length. I, I, I really like and, and you'll see it on Saturday. You'll see what I'm talking about. But I really like Max Griffin over Tim Means. I don't feel – I feel that they've fought the same level of competition-ish over the last couple of years where I felt Max was winning those fights, Tim was losing those fights. I don't really feel like Tim has really looked the same since he like beat Tiago Alves a few years ago. Um, Tim is a little bit bigger, but I just think that uh, 
Max has done a lot more with um, his performance of late. I really like Max Griffin in that fight. I love, love that. I love yeah. that. No, that's pretty good. And guys, not to go too much on him, we'll kind of, we usually do break down the main event at the end. To mm-hmm. me, how perfect is what we just saw last week with Bilal Muhammad defeating the undefeated Sean Brady and a little bit of a slight underdog. And me and Ella were on the show. We were like screaming at the top of our lungs, guys, go, lean Bilal Muhammad. That was such a great pick. Like Calvin Cater, Arnold out is like almost the same thing. Like it's, it's right there. Bilal has fought the toughest guys in the division, has went the distance, has won some, has lost some, but he's been through these fires. And no offense to Arnold Allen, like Arnold Allen's a stud. I, this is why it's a great main event. The odds are so damn close. He's undefeated. He's never lost. And I, there's a lot of I love. He just hasn't been through these fires and these tests. I, he, I know he lost to Max Holloway. He fought Max Holloway for 25 minutes. Like regardless of what happened, like he has that in his toolbox to kind of go back in when he needs to and in when you don't have it, it it's it's not a hole like you just you don't know you need it until you need it um so it's so funny that it happened last week i think it's the same exact thing this week spoiler alert i'm you john calvin cater this week huge 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 all right underdog play l wagman take it away my friend um, I was uh, going through the odds, and I saw that Cody Durden is becoming a really, really big underdog. And I yes. obviously I trained with Cody yes. here uh, in Coconut Creek, and uh, man, Cody is an incredible wrestler. And I, I do think that this kid that he's fighting, he's powerful. It, he's he's definitely dangerous, but he's also this is on a week's notice. Like he's he's coming in as a last minute replacement, and I think a lot of people are banking on Cody to to get tired. Cody's been training and he he's had a full camp. Like he's been working. And I, I, I don't know that this kid can deal with Cody's wrestling. Cody is a very underrated wrestler, very underrated grappler. And I think there's a lot of value in him. Hugely, hugely agree. Ryan Quinn, uh, the quarterman, what's your underdog play? UFC Vegas 63. Khalil Roundtree has been jumping off the page at me for the last few days. I just, uh, wow. I know that. Is he going to be the hammer or the nail? That's that's his uh, his mo, so to speak. But I really feel this is a fight where he could just throw reckless abandon. You know, he can. You know, he can't just run into some Justin Jacoby kicks. But you know, he's got a really solid kickboxing background. But I feel like if he just uses his athleticism to win fight to win this fight, I'm sorry, this thing is like. <laughs> but he's all right. I, you can take it off. I'm not. No, I'm not taking it off. I'm not taking it off. <laughs> so. I just, I really think he should allow himself to be the bully that he can be here okay. and just, just make it ugly and get that victory. I love it. Um, I respect it. I'm actually on the other side. I think I'm on Jacoby just a little bit more. And the reason why I, I say this all the time, I think when we mentioned this about a couple guys, like Roundtree could defeat anyone in the division on his night. Like when he fights his fight and his night and those leg kicks are, are his leg kicks, I feel like he could defeat anyone. But, like, I feel like sometimes he doesn't show up and he can lose to anyone in the division. Like, he can lose to regional guys. He just doesn't show. And Jacoby's on this – dude, Jacoby's on a kickboxing win streak, a BJJ win streak, and, of course, USC. The guys have lost in six years in any uh, mixed martial arts competition. And as long as he's going, you just, like – you just got to ride that momentum. So I'm kind of on the other side. But that's just me, um, you know, I – I, I'm not, my, you know, you guys are the experts. I'm the, uh, I, I talk for a living. So three fight parlay. Uh, we're, I, there's a lot of mojo that we've been saying already. And I think L is going to go take a couple of those. What's your three fight parlay? 
So the first leg of my parlay is Waldo Cortez Acosta. So he's fighting Jared Bandera. Um, I, I don't think it's a secret that Jared Bandera has been pretty disappointing throughout his UFC career. I think he's one in five. If I'm not mistaken in the UFC, I, like he just doesn't have much ground game. His striking defense needs some help. And I, man, Waldo's just, a, he's a very dangerous guy. Obviously anything can happen at heavyweight, but I think Waldo will put him away. Him winning is the first leg of my parlay. Second leg, I'm uh, I'm going to disagree with you there, Ryan. I actually have Dustin Jacoby over Khalil Roundtree for a couple oh, reasons. Everything on my that, <laughs> everything that uh, Dave just said, I 100% agree with. I think Dustin Jacoby is on an absolute tear. Um, I think him taking some time off from the UFC and coming back in after this huge kickboxing win streak has been amazing for him. I think he's, I think not only is he just as good at what Khalil Roundtree is good at, but I also think that he's more mentally tough. Like, I, like, like you said earlier, Dave, like Khalil is a wild card. Like he yeah. can, he just, I think he sometimes he just breaks. And Dustin Jacoby is a guy who can break people. Like yeah. he pressures hard. He's, he kicks just as well. He, he kickboxes just as well as uh, Khalil Roundtree. So I, I think he's going to get it done. Um, the third leg of my parlay is actually Phil Hawes, who I think is a super Ooh. underrated dude. I honestly don't like he's he's incredibly athletic. He's got good wrestling, good striking. And I, I think Roman Delize has the wrestling. He has the grappling. And obviously he, he has the power as well. But as for like striking technique and, and striking defense, I think Phil Hawes is going to have that. Uh, he, he's going to have that uh, advantage there. And the dude like. Phil Hawes has an iron chin, like, and he has great striking defense. He has really good range control. I think Roman Delize is going to have a really hard time closing the distance to set up his grappling, and I think he's going to have a hard time trying to land that one punch. And so I think Phil Hawes is going to edge him out in that one as well. I love it. I love it. Uh, do you have uh, any kind of numbers on that or not yet? We can break that down later. No, no, not yet. Okay. Um, so a little inside scoop with Phil Hawes, kind of fun story. Uh, Kill Cliff was doing redoing their gym. So Phil Hawes went to Orlando's Fusion XL for a huge part of his camp. Um, you know, I met Phil probably a year, year and a half ago. So I went to Orlando. We just chatted a little bit and, you know, just see how he was doing. Phil Hawes looks like a fucking heavyweight. Like he, like there's some heavyweights in that room for Fusion XL. There's some legit, uh, you know, professional heavyweights. Phil Hawes is humongous. Like I do, I do not know how he makes the weight. Uh, he's, he's, you know, grounding with some of the best ground games like Phil Rowe and Julian Williams. there, the coach at fusion. Uh, I like Phil Hawes a lot. I think like he's just rounding up his game. I think he's won three out of his last four in the UFC. And I know it was a little funky that last one, he won the fight and kind of got on DC, but, uh, I, Phil Hawes is just a monster. Like he's, he's well-rounded. It's a good pick. I, I like all three. I like that. So three, five parlay, the girls will get new shoes. All right, Ryan, let's win some money, brother. What's your three, five parlay? I'm going to pick up where you guys left off. I have Phil Hawes by decision. I um, okay. I think that uh, I think that he does have a little bit of a better striking. I think that um, Delete's actually has stricter, better wrestling, stricter, but MMA wrestling. I got to lean, uh, lean on Phil here. He's got longer reach, which he's going to be able to extend Delete's a little bit, and he's going to be able to get in those takedowns, choose some clock. Yeah, I, I just really like, and I heard a lot of things like you said, Dave, about his training. He's looking good. Um, next is, you know, uh, the teammates, <laughs> I'm actually going there. Um, um, Marcos DeLima against, uh, Andre Arlovsky. I have that fight going the under. I actually yeah. think that 
I think that these guys are teammates. They're a little older. F this noise. They don't want to be in there that long. Um, I think that Andre, you know, he knows that if he can grab an ankle and snap it off or if he can try to submit him, they'll do it. I think that Rogerio, I think that uh, if, if he could try to knock Andre out, he's going to do it. So I think we're going to see them going for that early. So I have that fight going the under. Um, and then I have, I like Chase Hooper winning, uh, going the distance. He's bigger, ground game's a little bit better. Um, Steve Garcia, you know, he's, he, he's, he's okay, you know, in his aspect. But I just, uh, I think that that's going to be a very played safe fight. And I think that Chase has just a little more upside to him. Okay, okay. A lot of that I love. Um, Ryan, that was maybe one of your best uh, handicaps of all time, the Orlovsky and the d and the under. I love that. And, and the reason why I love that, uh, Phil Hawes again with it. The only thing I will say this, and I actually I like Chase Super. I've talked to Chase Super multiple times. Uh, did, I, I like his vibe. How is that man a minus 300, though, favorite in the UFC? Like, the number is outrageous to me. Like, it, it, I was real surprised I, I, I yeah, right. Like that's high. Like, like yeah. I can see Chase Hooper winning, but but minus three hundred, Chase Hooper. Like, that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, that's nuts. I man, he's one of those guys too that I just think got in way too soon, and I hate yeah. that for him because he is a really talented kid, but yeah. he's just like out here getting brain damage <laughs> in some of the fights. And I, I think it's it's yeah, I think it's been a, a detriment to him. He's he's one of those other wild card guys. Man, I feel like he can go out and steamroll guys and he can also lose to to almost yeah. anybody. Like it yeah. just depends on the day. Yeah. And like those guys are like to me, I love those as underdog flyers because those guys can upset people. But like, you know, Roundtree at, at you know the, his odds I can see a little bit because he's plus 130, 150. I wish he was a little bit higher the risk. But Chase Hooper at minus 300. It's like, wow, I just didn't did, just didn't like the odds. Um, all right. I, we have a something fun bonus at the very end. So let's kind of really get into the main event. Give it two minutes. We talked about a little bit off the front. Calvin Cater, Arnold Allen. A couple questions off the top to both you guys. Does the winner of this fight fight for the championship next? Yes or no? Go ahead, No. I mean, well, first of all, we know that we know what Volkanovski's next fight is going to be. It's right. going to be Islam, obviously. So I'm going to assume that there's going to be some time off after that. So we're not okay. going to see that title defense for a minute because I definitely think Volkanovski, like that's going to take some years off Volkanovski's life. Um, so that's like that fight. I, I feel like we anything can happen in the division between now and when that next title defense happens. So I'm, I'm not, honestly not sure. Okay. Um, I, there's so many. It, it's it's kind of turning into mini lightweight. Like there's so many high. There's yeah. so many top yeah. contenders at 45 as well. Like it's not. It's no longer just Max Holloway beats everybody but Volkanovski. Like there's like you have these young guys like Arnold Allen and I know Cater is like technically coming off that loss, but he has fought the highest level. I think people are forgetting that he is like he went he went to a decision with Giga beat Giga by decision like. One of arguably the best yeah. kickboxers in the world. I thought he and he smashed Giga like he he dominated him for multiple rounds and like I we just posted that. I you remember Giga's eye was all bloodied and messed up. <coughs> Calvin Cater is a monster. He's just he's yeah. a monster. He's very savage in there. Elbows like uh, what Ryan said with the double jab is boxing so damn clean. And then, like, everyone thought his hole was maybe, like, the wrestling kind of, but he's so damn good with just wrestling defense. 
He's so he's not a wrestler, but if he does stop you for wrestling him, he can stand for 15 or 25 minutes, and that's all he needs to do. So uh, a I'm a like huge Calvin guy. A lot like Max. And I, I think people are yeah, going to yeah. see that fresh blood as well. Like people want to see somebody besides Max fight for the title and actually yeah. have a competitive fight. And so I, I think it would be it would be great to see Cater in that position. He's he's big, he's physical, he's dangerous. One of my favorite knockouts of all time is what he did to Jeremy Stevens, where he just split the two with the, the backside elbow. Yeah, like, I would love to see him in a title position. So sick. Um, all right, so we mentioned Calvin a lot, and I, I want to be friendly here. Arnold Allen, guys, undefeated, uh, never lost. I think he's 8-0 and in the UFC. He doesn't fight a lot. He doesn't talk a lot. So he's always kind of like overlooked, especially in the divisions and rankings. This is a big fight. He's on the poster. He's fighting Calvin Cater, you know, a borderline UFC Hall of Fame type of guy. You know, one of the staples of the division. If Arnold Allens wins this fight, let's start with you, Ryan. What's next? Like what happens to him? Um, you know, everything for him in his career. Does he go right there? Is he right there with Yair and Emmett, just kind of like the one, two or three best uh, featherweight contenders in the world? Well, I tell you what, I know I said this on Tuesday with you, Dave, on MMA now. Um, I, th- I think that I think that if, if Qatar wins, I think that he does get the title shot. I yeah. think that Allen, they're going to make him get one more. Um, okay. Now, that being said, the UFC is not shy about interim title fights. And, yeah. and you know, if, if there is a holdup with, uh, with Volkanovski going up, I think that a Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen interim title fight, people are going to buy um, so, I mean, I know Max, you know, he's on a little bit and he's losing, you know, like, I think I, I, the UFC is not shy about putting people in those title fights, but, um, or somebody else on a win streak, you know, I think that an interim title, it's kind of like the right under for you wrestling fans, it's the intercontinental title. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I, but I just think that for him to get a, a shot at Volkanovski, I think that he's going to be two away, unless he somehow like does like, remember how Gabriel Gonzaga knocked out Krokop, unless he does something like that. Um, on Saturday night, then maybe he could push it through. But I think that kind of like the big mystery here is with the the featherweight championship with Volk going up. I would assume, right? I would assume that they're going to make Yair and Josh Emmett the interim championship. I would feel even January or February. Um, I could see those guys as a co-main. I would actually love those guys mm-hmm. as a fight night for the championship. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be different an interim championship on a fight they night main event. That. They should do that. Yeah, and then I would the winner of this is like kind of they're next, like you said. Like if it is Allen, it could be Allen and Max versus in the winner kind of fights Volkanovski in the summer or you know fall. It's kind of so crazy to say that fall twenty twenty three, but it's yeah. around the corner before you know it. But um, it, it is wild. I just think that even I'm picking Calvin to win this fight, and I I, I feel really secure about it. It's a pick and fight. They're both at minus one ten. The last time I looked at it, L as well. I just think that. Calvin's done so much like like Jeremy Stevens and huge pay-per-views he's fought Giga um he he, I know he lost to Max Uh, that versus Josh Emmett that fight went either way it was a very close split decision fight so like if he wins that fight maybe Calvin's not fighting Arnold in this spot it's maybe Josh Emmett fighting Arnold Allen in this spot so I just think Calvin Cater is that next step and if Allen beats him, like, okay, we have ourselves a guy. And that would be very fun. But, all right, we this is one of our longer shows. I do have a fun little bonus little question for you guys. I just checked the odds, and I know we might not be super into it, but we have to talk about it. I think we got to give it two minutes. Anderson Silva is plus 175. Jake Paul is minus 200. 
He's a 200 favorite over one of the greatest mixed martial artists of my lifetime. Guys, where do you see this fight? Elvis, start with you first. If you had a bet on it, this is a betting show. Do you like Jake Paul minus 200 or do you like Anderson Silva as a big underdog? I I don't know. Man, I <laughs> I have this whole phenomenon like blows my mind. Like I I didn't think this Jake is an athlete. Like yeah. I'm I he's an athlete. Is he going to be high high level boxers who've been boxing for decades? Prop no, he's not. But the dude is an athlete. And it's he's huge. Like he's huge, he's physical. He is picking these fights brilliantly. Like whoever is managing him deserves a raise because he is he has found every big name that is older on the tail end. Like Woodley was the perfect opponent. The dude throws zero volume, which you need for boxing, throws no volume and is at the tail end of his career. Like he's getting old, you know, like he's just picked these fights perfectly. Like, I, I don't know. I don't even know. Anderson Silva's a kickboxer. And I, we saw, uh, we thought, my, I thought Michael Venom Page was going to be a way better striker and bare knuckle with Mike Perry. And he looked terrible because he's not a boxer. And bare knuckle makes people look bad for sure. Because sucks yeah. to get your face sliced open. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, man, I, I honestly don't know. Like my, my heart wants to say Anderson Silva should trash this kid, but he's also old. And like 50. He's Jake is young and physical. And this is not kickboxing. Like this is a totally different sport, and I, I don't even know. I would probably, I would probably take Jake because I'm, I'm tired of being oh, wrong about him. Okay, all right, <laughs> Ryan. There you go. L, uh, L was on the, 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 the seesaw a little bit, but she went Jake Paul at the end there. You got Jake Paul minus two hundred. Do you have Anderson Silva, the greatest middleweight fighter in the history of the sport that we love dear in our hearts? Are we going with the goat, Anderson Silva? I think that Anderson Silva is not going to get up off the stool after the third round. I think oh, that that's good. No. I think that, I think no. that um, Jake is in there. You know, like you said, even even Anderson's last few fights, like, was he Anderson Silva? You know, like, I remember, I granted, he took it on a few days' notice. I remember when he fought Daniel Cormier. It was like, you know, like, it was like he was pulling guard and stuff. You know, like, uh, I just I think that this this is the show for Anderson. I and I think that it's a show for Jake too. He's smart, but when he gets in there, Jake wants to win the show. And I think that Anderson he's done his winning, and uh, now he's starting to get paid. And I, I just I got Jake all the way. Yep, I I hate it, but I hundred percent yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Oh man. I'm bummed now. I'm bummed. I'm not going to lie to you. This was one of our best shows ever. I thought we laughed. I thought we had great picks. I thought we great gave information. And I have to mention Jake Paul and Anderson Silva at the end. We And both of you guys went with Jake Paul. Oh, God. Man, that's tough. That's tough. I don't know. I just – I think Anderson, right? Like, I'm leaning Anderson this whole way, literally, until I hear both of you guys. I just think he's so long. He's he lean like – he knows how to box a little bit. Like he has done a couple boxing matches and he just, this whole career. I just think that Anderson is so high level and I know he's old and I know he's way past his prime, but like, I did like, he's got so much in the, the jar and so many tools. Like, I think he's going to beat this kid. Oh man. I and think looking, I thought I was going Anderson. Looking at Anderson's body, like looking at Anderson's body, it looks like it's it's almost like he's gonna be fighting in there with a weight vest on too. Like he's just he's not gonna be able to he's not gonna be able to move that way like he used to because the the weight he's carrying and the way he's carrying it. Like I know he's fought at two oh five and stuff, but 
He's not carrying it the same anymore. Wow. All right. And his tools are for a different sport. You have to remember that too. Like, yeah, of course. This is a different game. And I think people forget that. Like it's, he has boxing experience. He's got boxing fights. So he's, he's got, he's probably more boxing than Jake Paul, but probably like 15 years ago, 20 years ago. So yeah, 20 years ago, he was 15 years ago. He was champion of the world. Um, Right, MMA champion of the world. So he's got boxing fights, but it's just, it, it's it's not, it's a circus. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Yeah, that's it. We talked about, we gave it two minutes. We're back to, uh, you know, Max Payne Griffin in the co-main. Phil Hawes. Andre Arlovsky's on the undercard. This guy I, I absolutely love. Just an absolute stud, a gem of a fighter. Calvin Cater's L's best bet, unanimous decision. Uh, Max Griffin is Ryan's best bet. Underdogs, Cody Dorgan and Kirill Roundtree. Three five parlays I like a lot. I'm not going to – I'm leaning that uh, Jacoby, Phil Haas, and Cortez. I like that a lot. That's a really good one. I bet you, too, because uh, Jacoby's minus 160. Phil was like minus 130, 150. I bet you that's a nice little parlay. That might be in the plus seven, eight hundreds. That might be pretty nice. That's good. All right. Any last words? I think we're good. I think we absolutely nailed it. We're done. I got it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready to take the banana hot off. That's good. We appreciate it. We didn't do any banana bets this week. We'll be back uh, next week. We have a uh, Marina Rodriguez and Lamos in the main event, and then there's a lightweight fight on that car. We might be intrigued with a little bit of the great Marco Madsen, the one of the greatest fighters in the history of sport, is fighting someone we might know. And then after that's UFC 281, Izzy and Alex Pierre. But we can't wait to watch our uh, dear friend Grant Dawson do some work eight, nine days from now. But all right, guys, we're out. L Wagman, make sure to give her a follow at the ruthless underscore L Wagman. The Corner Men MMA is putting out content three, four times a day on YouTube. Make sure to go subscribe. Uh, if you don't know my name by now, then uh, I'm sorry. I'm probably tired of my face of years and years. But we're out. Bed and Bananas, UFC Vegas, 60.